0: This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin
1: Meister, the Disrupt Meister.
0: Welcome to the This Week in Bitcoin show. Today is June the 28th, 2019. Strong hand, be a unique beast. Value your wealth in Bitcoin like these guys do. I mean, these are all parkour Bitcoin guys I have on today, having hype. Oh yeah, we got to talk about the having a little bit too today, guys. I forgot to mention that. Unconfiscatable one Bitcoin. He goes one Bitcoin. Offended by selling. All right, all right. So we got some three great guests here. You all know BTC Benny. You've seen him on the show many times. You've seen him on his show. All these guys are linked to below, by the way. So pound that like button. But Steve Barber is a dude that I have talked about many times, many times. He is the dude that does the mining with the natural gas waste from oil. You've all heard about him. He's been in major publications. He's on the border of Alberta and Saskatchewan. Oh, very excited. And of course, BTC Benning is also in Alberta. So we got Albertans all over the place today, including in the chat. And I love Alberta, my favorite province. But then we have the legend here. He's so legendary. We don't even know what he really looks like. Gigi is here from Germany. He's the dude. That I mean, what's 21? 21, uh, 21 lessons. You guys have read that probably. I've also talked about him on this show before, and so he's here, and so they're going to tell us. They're going to give us their thoughts on what's happened this week in Bitcoin and BTC. Benny just dropped off. Oh my! How did that happen? Wow, that was he got so excited that he pounded the like button and he dropped off. But don't worry, he will return. Well, let's. I don't. I, I was going to. I was going to start with a. For him, this is what live live TV is all about. BTC Benny, can you hear me there?
2: I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. What, what are you on dial up, Ben? <laughs> yeah, I know. What the
0: hell? All right, let's, let's. So BTC Benny, you're going to tell us you were in San Francisco this week, so you'll tell us all about that event in a second. Yeah. But uh, you know, th- this was a wild week. Something about the price. You know, I'm not into the price. I know that one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, but the price was moving up so fast. just like the old days coinbase shut down suddenly what do you what do you think about that man what do you think about this week uh
1: i mean it was very so everybody there at the conference in san francisco when it went down uh they were like well of course it did of course it did (laughs) Um, uh you know it's very reminiscent of 2017. um and, you know, it's, it's nice to see that nothing has changed, you know, still no batch transactions, still no ability to keep up with just regular Bitcoin demand. Uh, so I don't know. it was pretty par for the course, I guess. Um, but uh, I don't know. Coinbase is down. Bitcoin never goes down.
0: I, I was very excited when I heard this, in fact. I mean, I think it is a bull sign there. I mean, yeah. it, 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 so much people wanted to buy Bitcoin that it just, it broke Coinbase again.
2: So, just delete Coinbase already, guys.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, delete. I second that delete Coinbase. Yeah. I made a video on that. You
2: can watch if you need the reasons.
0: Uh, all right, Steve. So I mean, were you excited when you heard about Coinbase going down? What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I saw it on the Twitter feed and I just think I had a little laugh and just moved on uh, I don't use coinbase but uh, it's sort of sad for uh one of the biggest it, it might be the biggest platform for trading Bitcoin or for the on-ramp for Bitcoin and it can't handle like a micro pump I mean it's pretty sad
0: um yeah so that
2: yeah, I always look at the positive side of things
0: but still uh coinbase is one of the biggest uh on ramps for uh, American citizens at least and it it doesn't look great to the outside world when uh you know we're trying to be major league here and uh something something like that happens. Uh Gigi, uh did you have thoughts on that over in uh your wherever you yeah. may be? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't use Coinbase either, so um, I had the same reaction. I chuckled at it, but I just want to point out that um, you know, three x in a couple of weeks is a micro bump in Bitcoin. That's kind of hilarious.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it is a micro bubble. Just look <laughs> look at the chart. It's just uh, yeah,
3: yeah. It's true. It's true. That's,
0: yeah. right. it's now, now of, of course, one of one of the reasons that uh, the Bitcoin uh, price is probably going up is because people were re- realizing it uh, that it's a scarce uh, it's a scarce uh, financial product. Okay. It, there's not a lot of it out there. There's not going to be a lot of it produced. Now, Gigi is very well known for his, uh, 21, uh, what's it called? <laughs> 21 lessons, his 21 lessons. And of course, one of them, uh, something that I, it's, you guys got to read it. It is linked to below. Um, he elaborates on what he has, what Bitcoin has taught him. And one of the things it's taught him is about the hidden tax of inflation. And, to me, there's, there's still a lot of people out there, because there's still a lot of people getting into altcoins and complaining there's not enough Bitcoin for them, that don't, that, that don't understand inflation, that don't understand scarcity. So, uh, Gigi, drop some uh, scarcity knowledge for us. Just drop some 21 lesson knowledge for us. Any, anything you want to say?
3: Yeah, um, the second lesson already is the scarcity of scarcity. And I quote uh, Seyfriedin there where he says... The only two things that are really scarce are time and Bitcoin. And I think the world is slowly waking up to that. And it's it's funny how um, a lot of people speculate what this um, price pump, like what is behind this price pump? Because it seems that it's not retail in any way uh, like in 2017. Like if you look at, uh, for example, the Google Trends and some other indicators, they are really low. So it seems like... There are some, maybe some institutional investors and some other people um, piling onto it, but it doesn't seem to me at least that uh, it's normal people rushing into Bitcoin and buying like crazy. I think it will happen again, but we're not there yet. Not this cycle.
2: I have had some friends who are, you know, they're not into Bitcoin yet, reach out and ask me about it recently. I don't know if you guys have had that, but I think like the average Joe is, is still, you know, keeping an eye on it. So Wow, yeah, probably some of that going on.
3: Yeah, a little bit I think, but it, I I I don't think it
2: it compares to the no. to this uh, 2017. 2017. No. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, my uh, sister hasn't called me yet asking yeah. me to buy or so. <laughs> we're not yet there. <laughs> my sister actually at the very bottom
1: uh in like December when she was home for Christmas, she I was talking to her about it and she's like, "Yeah, you know, like all in 500 bucks, and I called her up like a few days ago. I was like, Yo, you've got like 1200, 1300 now. She's like, what? Are you serious?
3: <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, yes,
0: FOMO has not reached 2017 proportions yet, but there it, 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 it's coming out a little bit. There's a little bit, of, and again, there had to be some sort of FOMO to break Coinbase. I should hope so, at least. <laughs> I, 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 I,
2: I really or were they just manipulating things like they? seem to do in the past.
1: (laughs) We also we also have to remember that there's a whole host of people that that probably FOMO'd in at some point during late 2017 that thought it was going away and 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 kind of partially disavowed it. But now that they see it coming back, they're not like we were talking about Google Trends. Those people no longer have to search how to buy Bitcoin, right? They are they already know where they were getting it before. So maybe they're just starting to kind of scale back in because they realize that it's not going away.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good, good good theory. I like that. Pound that like button, everybody. All right, and remember, check out the links below. All these guys are linked to below. Now, I was reading this tweet by this awesome dude. He said, predictability is the reason why Bitcoin is the greatest money in human history. Supply never changes, quality, no dilution, no counterfeit uh, settlement, 10 minute intervals, nonstop forever acquisition only through uh, acquisition only through hard work. That was us, I, I butchered it there, but Steve, that was yours actually. And actually, yeah, it was so, that
2: great. <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it sounds a lot like Gigi's stuff actually. No dilution, no counterfeit, um, 10 minute intervals, uh, for sediment. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, it, it's uh, some basic facts right there about Bitcoin, and uh, it's, it's something that I think these gold bugs out there don't really get. So I, I wanted to use that as as a transition. Actually, uh, Gigi, what's up with the gold bugs these days? Um,
3: yeah, there was a great tweet by Peter Schiff. He he seems to yeah can only talk about Bitcoin and nothing else on Twitter currently. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and there were some some great uh, responses to that uh, because there are companies already eyeing on asteroids to do some. Uh, really awesome asteroid mining to get gold and other um, rare earth metals back to earth and yeah people were giving peter schiff a hard time because what happens if the gold supply suddenly doubles on earth and what will happen to the price of gold and everyone's like yeah you, you can't do asteroid mining with bitcoin you know you, you will not find uh additional satoshis on semester well, I, I know
0: all. what i know what peter schiff would say to in reply to that and it's like well all these altcoins they can produce as many altcoins as they want so that dilutes the bitcoin that's what he would say but he does not
3: <laughs> yeah allow- we can we can also create uh more alloys and uh use other metals so yeah the
2: problem <laughs> <laughs> is the like, same argument I just find the problem with gold like I I was sort of wanting to get into gold before I learned about Bitcoin in like 2016 but like now that I've learned more about both, I think the problem with gold is that it's all held by like central banks and the state, like governments. Yeah, running
3: are... a gold full node is really expensive. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and no, like there's like I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys have a little bit of gold jewelry or something. But I have like one little gold coin. Uh, but I mean, like we're not using it in trade at all. Like most of us, like most people. So I just see like Peter Schiff and all the gold bugs they are just holding monster bags. Um, like for the, for the, for the economy, for the gold economy to get underway, they have to, it's got to get distributed to the people. Right. And nobody's in demand for it. Like it, it's, it's got a dump, I think before it could ever even get into like have a decent size economy. Uh, yeah.
0: Benny, what do you think about gold?
1: So, Uh, Okay. So I have a theory as to why gold failed as a world reserve currency. And part of it was the fact that it was not easily auditable and people became complacent. And so you got, you got, uh, to a point where people were like, and also because it's not easily transportable. Right. And, and it might be harder to secure. And so, you, you got to a point where people were like, "Okay, I'll just leave my gold with with a third party. I'm going to trust that person to hold it." And then people got into the habit of accepting, you know, this certificate says I own the gold, and I'll just trade the certificate. And and so once you you place that trust on on a centralized third party, that inevitably is going to exploit it, and you get fractional reserve. And and the certificate is good until it's not, right? And so with with Bitcoin. You always have that easy auditability, at least like from a a Basler perspective of, okay, there's only 21 million, but all of these institutions are claiming there, you know, there's 40 million between them, you know, that triggers a bank run. And then you can demand immediate delivery, you know, if you, if you need it and, and trigger that bank run. And so there's this inherent risk with with i'm sure somebody will will attempt to do fractional reserve but there's an inherent risk to it because there's no lender of last resort anymore you can't go to the central bank and say uh we did something stupid can you print some more bitcoin and bail us out it's not going to happen and so i i think that one of the main reasons that that the gold the gold standard failed unfortunately is because of these factors is because that Uh, people, you know, put, they got complacent, which I'm hoping doesn't happen too much with Bitcoin, but even if people do get complacent, at least you can real time audit and see what's there and, and, uh, not have the, have the wool pulled over your eyes, uh, by, by these institutions that are holding money for other people. So, um, I think Bitcoin kind of gets rid of, of those factors that cause, uh the gold standard to fail or 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 that contributed to it at least
0: and we you can also send it anywhere all around the world in two seconds and then you know gold you got huge. drop that gold bag as they drop gold now i do want to you know you're saying it's auditable obviously i love that about bitcoin uh but people have been talking about it that aspect of it but how about if privacy was built into the base layer do you think privacy should be built in the base lever layer or second layer
1: uh, see, uh, this is where I was very conflicted because, uh, you know, as soon as you get the obfuscation of what's there on the base layer, then then you lose that auditability. And I think that privacy is going to be our next version of this scaling civil war. Honestly, I think that's uh, the writing seems to be on the wall that that um, right now it's it's all about privacy and it is very important, obviously. but the more i look at it the more i lean towards let's do that on on secondary and tertiary layers um because you don't want to lose that easy auditability of the base layer you can it it it, it could be very difficult to to ensure that there are only 21 million coins maybe there's uh, uh you know on the unknown inflation that we're not aware of um if we stop being able to see that um so I do lean towards secondary layers. Um, I do lean towards um, things like uh, better wallets, things like Wasabi, things like what Samurai is doing with Whirlpool, um, and just other ways of of maintaining your privacy. So um, how how will it play out? I'm not sure, but um, personally, I worry about losing. Uh, Losing that kind of transparency on the base layer,
0: all right. Gigi, I want to hear your thoughts on privacy and what Benny just said.
3: Yeah, so I'm with Ben there. I think, um, I mean, it's it, you have to make certain trade offs, and as we have seen with other coins with Zcash, for example, if you don't have the very easy auditability on the base chain, then bad things can happen. And they had an inflation bug, and it's, um, yeah. That would be horrible because uh, the the whole value proposition of Bitcoin refla- uh, relies on it not being inflated. And I I think Bitcoin privacy, in a way, is fine as it is, as long as everyone uses proper digital hygiene. And I really try to push this narrative of um, digital hygiene. And I I plan to write on that in the future as well because I think everyone kind of knows nowadays, at least if you if if you're You know, if you're like 50% of the time in cyberspace, then you kind of know that you don't use the same password, password password123 for every service all the time. And people. But you guys don't use (laughs) password123. Ah, shit. Now I say it out loud, didn't I? Yeah. And. You know, people kind of go in this this direction where they tend to have better passwords and maybe even use password managers. And uh, even big companies like Apple move towards the direction of privacy and generating new identities and new email addresses for every service and so on and so forth. And I think part of that should also be just, yeah, mixing your coins, use privacy technology, block ads, block tracking, block whatever you can. Don't sell your soul just so that ads follow you around the internet and people are better able to Sell your stuff that you actually don't want. I mean, <laughs> and I, I'm hopeful. And, um, yeah, as, as Ben said, um, I think that the base layer is fine as it is, and privacy, um, we already have really good privacy solutions like, um, Whirlpool and Wasabi, uh, Whirlpool of Samurai is really good, and uh, the Wasabi Conjoint is excellent as well. It breaks every known. Analysis that we know currently, and you can just use it by default. Just make a habit out of it, coin joining your coins like once a week or something, or whenever you you um, you hit an, an on ramp and you buy coins, then just. Take care of your UTXOs, go through Wasabi. And on Lightning, I think uh, privacy guarantees will be way higher. So um, as, as long as people are still out there that are building services that uh, don't rely on KYC and, and other things, I think we're, we're good. And on Lightning, we should be able to build a closed-loop economy that is, um, yeah, privacy aware.
0: I got to say, digital hygiene, pound that <laughs> button. <laughs> All right, Steve, Trademark. you got
2: you to tell us about privacy. Would you say me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I, I probably am, I'm definitely not an expert on like UTXO privacy and that kind of thing. I'm more concerned about like mining privacy, mining anonymity, um, or at least I like to uh, explore those, that subject matter just because, you know, at the end of the day, um, mining is what keeps the, the network running and mining is the is the mechanism for censorship so i mean if like if uh and eric voskiel talks a lot about it but like if the if the network is censored by the state like if the state you know bans bitcoin or black blacklists certain transactions uh or takes over you know 50 percent of the hash power uh it's it's pretty critical that miners can still mine anonymously um, that, you know, it's, it's hard to do that at an industrial scale because it's not hard to hide like an industrial scale firm. But at the end of the day, that's what Bitcoin security relies on is mining anonymity. So you know, like when it comes to, uh, you know, protocol changes such as like block size increases and that kind of thing, which increases the resource cost to run a node and a mining node. Um, that usually I'm, I'm not really interested in that because it, it can uh, impact mining anonymity. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's basically what you guys were talking about with like coin joins and stuff. I haven't actually used uh, Wasabi yet or uh, I do have Samurai Wallet, but I haven't used uh, their Whirlpool. Uh, I probably should start. But uh, I mean, I think like those technologies just show that like on-chain analysis is... Uh, I don't know. It's probably not very I don't know if like if that kind of thing could be upheld in in the courts. Like it seems like it's uh, it's flawed, like on chain analysis is flawed and these systems uh, make it that way. So but yeah, I mean, mixing and all that stuff is probably something we should be doing more often.
0: All right. You're talking about good segue here into uh, Bitcoin mining. Uh, because you you know a lot about that, and you're doing something revolutionary uh, up there in Alberta, and a lot of people out there, when they try to fud on Bitcoin, they say it's uh, you know gonna cause a global warming and uh, yeah. all this nonsense. And so t- tell us exactly, tell us what you do up there.
2: Yeah, that oh man, the energy waste fud is like the the worst, like some of the like weakest FUD around Bitcoin out there, but yeah, what we do, I mean, like my background's in oil and gas. That's all I've done uh, for my career. Uh, engineer, I just worked in oil field production facilities and that kind of thing. So, I mean, I, I was, I was pretty, you know, late to the game and learning about Bitcoin like in 2016, but I mean, immediately it made complete sense to me that, well, these, these machines, these ASICs consume all this energy, get paid for it. And here we have this huge energy waste problem in, in the oil industry. And that that's primarily I'm talking about like stranded gas, like vented gas and flared gas. So so yeah, I mean I just started a company upstream data, and we build data centers uh, that mine Bitcoin off that energy, basically. So it just it's it's pretty simple. Like it's you know, we we take a gen set, plumb it into the gas line, generate power, distribute it to Bitcoin ASICs. Pretty pretty basic stuff. Actually, it's not rocket science. But there it was I was surprised to see when I started that I like I hadn't found anybody talking about it. And I mean, especially with Bitcoin miners, like everyone's chasing cheap energy. It seemed like everyone's focused on uh like curtailment in renewables, which is obviously a good application for miners. And you know, the biggest curtailment problem is like the wasted water that just not wasted, but flows down the river and is bypassing the hydro dams just because no, there's no demand for it. So Bitcoin miners just go in and eat that up. So I think I was one of the first people to do it in oil field And it's been uh, it's been a fun challenge so far.
1: Hey, Steve, um, yeah. I know some people outside of Alberta, they're just not familiar with what the deal is with stranded energy when you say that, like um when it comes to like natural gas and and why why it's stranded and, and yeah. what why you can't just you know ship it or whatever. Um and I know we talked a bit about like methane venting and stuff yeah. like that and like carbon credits and and can you just touch a little bit about like what why the energy is stranded and why it doesn't make sense to use it
2: um, as is. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to first and foremost gas price. So in Texas right now, and actually in parts of Alberta, um, where they're, where they're, uh, mainly in these areas where they're using these newer completions technologies, like fracking, uh, they go in, in these tight oil reservoirs, frack it, they make a ton of gas with the oil. Okay. So every time you produce oil, you're producing gas with it as a byproduct, like it's in solution, right? So, with all this new technology accessing this unconventional oil especially in these areas like the permian where, where they're going really strong down there the gas prices have actually gone negative so the producer has to pay someone to take their gas away they're not even getting paid for their gas so imagine if you're a producer and you're producing oil and you got this byproduct that is negative value and you are looking at your prospect is to build a pipeline to you're like you're paying for the pipeline to get someone else to pay someone else to take it. It makes no sense. So a lot of these guys will just flare it. Uh, flaring it obviously is just burning it out of a stack, right? As you, as we've all seen, but aside from flaring, there's also venting. Uh, venting is more much more tightly regulated and you don't see vent volumes as high as flare volumes. Cause usually when you start to vent a lot of gas, you, you you're supposed to burn it. But venting is effectively, it's happening all over Alberta. Um, basically every oil and gas facility has some amount of vent rate. If it's only a trickle coming out of like instrumentation or if it's uh, a lot coming straight out of a pipe, I wrote a a little blog post. I have a video showing you what venting is. If you just go on the website. Um, But uh, so so venting is what like I primarily target. And that's because it is a, uh, it's a liability. Basically, if you're already flaring gas, then you don't have to, Um, do anything else you're already disposing of it properly but when you're venting um, usually there's regulatory incentives or um, penalties that come into place over that so in Alberta for in uh, in particular and Saskatchewan because I service both provinces uh, there's significant penalties if you're venting over a certain amount and it's only getting worse and then there's the whole carbon tax aspect because you know venting gas is much worse than flaring in terms of greenhouse gas emissions. So there's a higher carbon penalty on that, right? Mm -hmm. So hopefully I explained that. But it it comes down to the fact that the gas is worthless. So no one has any incentive to conserve it, to like send it to the market. But if you take that gas, generate electricity and mine Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin is like an arbitrage mechanism, right, for energy. It just gives all energy the same value, right? So the the value you get from that gas is anywhere between 10 and 20 x what you would selling it down a pipeline so that's that's what the business model I, i generate bitcoin for the producers basically this my guy dog is, is my dog is going crazy.
0: He's, he's happy because he wants more Bitcoin. Pound that you're <laughs> in motion that you came up with this idea. Nobody else came up with this darn idea. This is this is great. And no, it's not destroying you. You're saving the environment here. Uh by the way, Gigi, yeah. do you have any questions for Steve or anything like that? I didn't want to leave you
2: out.
3: I just wondered, uh, when did you start with that? Like uh, how long are you doing this now?
2: Uh I had the concept in, uh, it was sort of like late summer, 2016. That was like rate right when I learned about Bitcoin, but I got the first data center running, like actually up and running and mining in sep- late September, 2017. Uh, took me about, I mean, I got serious about it in the start of 2017 and Then I designed it and built it and had it running. It took a bit like just to get, you know, just to get a producer to get on board with Bitcoin mining. Cause some of the reactions i get when i talk to these guys like i was out installing a a skid on a i won't name the producer a pretty big producer site they're on board like their management's on board but their their field guys was like he came up to me and he's like he's like uh what do you say he said i know this is a bitcoin mining data center explain to me in two minutes why this isn't a big scam <laughs> you know like you, i'm sure you guys talk to people that have this pre- preconception about bitcoin they weren't given the right information and then now they just think it's like we're just a bunch of uh like tulip, you know bubble guys like just yeah, sure. so
3: i i think that's uh perfectly understandable i mean especially if you're more uh down to earth guy you know and uh, a field technician technician at a, uh, an oil, oil field or a gas site then yeah. I, I mean it's perfectly understandable this this All of this is kind of hard to understand if you're especially if you're not in tech (laughs) you have no background in austrian economics
2: oh yeah no and earlier you know we were talking about you know inflation and dilution of uh you know fiat currency like uh you know one of the things i said to him was like you know i can't really explain tell you why you should value it but i value it because i don't like the fact that you know my my canadian dollars are being diluted and the people that are diluting it aren't working for it and he just stared at me blankly like he has <laughs> no problem he had no problem with inflation right like it's just yeah. oh it's just part of part of money it's like no, yeah it's <laughs> I,
3: think, <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, don't really grasp it and don't really understand it or believe it like i talk to quote unquote regular people pretty much all the time because they ask me what i do and i'm like yeah i'm i'm basically into privacy and security stuff and uh, in this thing called bitcoin and most of them now have heard of it, but if you if you just tell them that you know this thing it works a little bit differently and you just you can't print money like the governments do and they're like what the governments can print money <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 really funny to see. How deep the uh, financial ignorance goes sometimes. I'll, I'll be I,
2: right back. I'm just gonna get my dog out of here. Yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. The, the dog has been. Everyone's pounding that
0: like button for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some more questions for Steve. too. I mean, this, this it, it's just amazing what you're what you're doing over there. Now now, Gigi, you you said you've. Uh, I don't know if you want to. You're in Europe somewhere. Let's say right. That's that's yeah. where you're, you're. You're you're. I mean, I don't know if you can say where you are. I don't know if you're down with that. But um, it, what it. <laughs> what, what what reaction have you been has there been growing Bitcoin interest? Have you have you noticed anything lately with this price spike? Um
3: I haven't noticed anything really. Like um in my normal group of friends or in the outside Bitcoin world, um it's it's still kinda of dead. Nobody really talks about it. Like there's there's no no hype by regular people as far as i can tell but i think it's it's different from region to region i i've also read online that you know in china for example it's different right now and so, on. Have
0: so. There, in your uh, in the native language of your newspapers have there been any uh, uh, articles pumping it up lately has it been in the news at all
3: um i actually don't know because i stopped reading the news a while, a while ago <laughs> <Tell that laughs>
0: button that is awesome yeah, there's a phone on there. all right I, I i like that i i tell people too you know don't 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 pay attention to this power don't,
2: don't you feel happier now not with not reading that crap
3: oh man yeah i i actually like my life improved substantially over the last couple of years and i i stopped reading the news i stopped watching TV like a very long time ago i, I deleted facebook i deleted coinbase i fell into the bitcoin rabbit hole so life is great man Music. i highly recommended to everyone
0: you are living the life well I want, to give, I want to ask steve again uh so these producers do they contact you or do you have to go contact them
2: uh more and more i'm getting more interest um so when i started okay so i i started in the 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 run-up of 2017 like when i first started actually mining so um it was definitely interest at that point but then when it when it crashed and it was going down and we basically had you know most all 2018 was a bear market. Uh, definitely, I noticed the, the inquiries dropped with the price um, and, and the people being aware of, of Bitcoin. Um, that combined with the fact that Canada has been going through the worst like bear market in oil in its history. Uh, so that, you know, at least local producers just don't have a lot of capital to spare um on conservation solutions like they're just trying to keep the ship afloat Mm -hmm. so those were the two challenges i had in 2018 but now uh there's a bit of a more optimism in canadian oil there's a bit more uh development going on a bit more capital and then even just recently with the bitcoin price pumping uh it's crazy how many more in like in mail i get so okay
0: um, they are paying at least some of them are being they're waking up uh, to, to the price uh, I want to, since you are a, a Bitcoin miner, what do you, do you prepare? How do you prepare for the having? Are you going to stash some Bitcoin away to sell it afterwards? Or like, because there's all these theories on what miners do. And, and we'll, I'm going to ask everybody about the halving after this, but I wanted to hear your perspective on the halving.
2: I don't even think about it. Like, uh, so I wasn't mining during the last halving. So that that is one thing, but honestly, like at the end of the day, uh, if difficulty is to the point and the price is to the point where, let's say, I'm not making money, I would just shut you know machines down. Luckily, I'm in a, I'm in a position where a lot of the energy I get is actually free, so I'm not really worried about it. Um, uh, my capital costs can be a bit higher than you know your average miner who's just plugging into a, a data center, but. Uh, The operating cost is extremely low. So the people that are going to be hurt are the people with like the, you know, eight, seven, six cents, uh, which is people. Some people think that's low, but I don't think it's low enough. They're going to be the ones having to shut the machines in. So I'll just keep mining. It'll be all good. All right. Don't worry about
0: it. I'd like to hear that. Gigi, what's your Austrian economics perspective on this upcoming habit? Has the habit type started? Do people even know about it in our space?
3: I just I just want to point out that free energy and using it for mining is awesome. Like that's hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> that's really great. Don't get me wrong. It's not
2: like everything's free and, you know, yeah, yeah, and, sure.
3: and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I challenged someone on Twitter uh, not to, not too long ago uh, to do the thought experiment: what if energy was free for everyone? What what would happen to Bitcoin mining? So it's it's a funny thing to think about. But um, in regards to the halving, yeah, I don't know. Some people say you know, like people are more aware of the halvings now, so it's kind of priced in. And some people try to explain. Um, this micro bubble in a way as as front running the halving. Uh, I'm not sure. I think I have no idea what the, what the price will do. I mean, coming back to the fundamentals, the only thing that can change is the price. And um, yeah, as Steve said, the miners that aren't profitable, profitable will have to shut down. And still, I mean, mining the uh, hash rate is at an all time high right now. So um, I just, I don't see it. Uh, really dropping or stopping <laughs> anytime soon? I think everything will kind of go up, and the halving will, um, yeah, catapult Bitcoin back to global consciousness.
2: I think uh, some of the miners that are like locked into contracts, or at least if I recall looking at the hash rate versus price chart for the last halving, I think like some of the hash rate dropped before the halving, like anticipating it, uh, even though it, was, it shouldn't have been unprofitable. So I, that'll be interesting to watch. Like if if hash rate tries to anticipate you know, what's going to mm-hmm. happen.
0: Benny is, is the having priced in your thoughts on the having? Uh, being... I, th-
1: I think people always think the having is priced in, but, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think so because uh, you don't actually really feel the, the pinch of the scarcity until like, well, after the having. Cause I mean, when you think about it, like at the exact moment of the having, all, all Bitcoin that already exists is, is still out there. And so people that are wanting to trade and sell are already still trading and selling. And it's just that every 10 minutes, the additional coins being created. So like in next year, you know, six and a quarter coins, every 10 minutes will, will no longer be on the table, which initially isn't much, but you know, you wait a few months, you wait a year, and then people really feel that pinch because right now the, the market is willing to absorb all of those new coins, 12 and a half coins every 10 minutes at its current price. Um, and so I, th- I think that it's gonna, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to, to see things go crazy. I, I was surprised this year. I honestly thought it was gonna be pretty boring. I thought it was gonna be like a repeat of like 2015 where it was a lot of sideways nothingness um before we started to see some positivity again and man was i blown away by (laughs) the first half of 2019 um so so really i i don't really know what to expect leading up to the having i don't think the having itself right at that time will do much um but i think obviously long term afterwards in the in the months and maybe year um following it we're gonna start to see another Round of of FOMO as people realize it's really tough to get their hands on it.
0: Yeah, I I, I think uh, I don't think I've mentioned this on my show many times. I don't think it's priced in it at all, and I don't because the, most people in the market have no idea what, what it is. <laughs> the, the media has started mentioning it though <laughs> the last few weeks, I guess, as as we've had this uh, price spike. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I I love the having hype. I love when people start to talk about it uh because it will create fomo and it will just create awareness and that this thing is scarce and it's going to become scarcer and uh it'll get the right people into the space
1: i I hope i hope there's another uh segment on the news neck for next having i i remember one last year or sorry not last year but like in 2016 when the having was happening and uh people were getting excited about it and and it got mentioned in the news and the anchor was interviewing somebody and he just he just couldn't grasp it and he said something like he compared it to potato chips and he's like it's like I have a potato chip and now I have two potato chips it's stupid why is it like <laughs> <laughs> it was it, yeah, I you have half a potato it. chip dude <laughs> yeah. he just he just did not get it and it was so hilarious to watch but I I if, if anybody watching this has that clip, please tweet it to me so I can share it again for next year.
0: Yes. Potato chip <laughs> man. I, I want to see. And again, their tw- Twitters are linked below. I am Tech Balt T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T on Twitter. I've been tweeting out all sorts of flashback videos of mine from 2013, 14 and 15 uh, when Bitcoin was a lot cheaper in terms of fiat and uh you can see uh i was i said the same things then that i'm i'm still saying today strong hand people keep that stock out now i want to i want to go back to steve for a second um you you have a new product that, that's coming out or uh, t- tell us about that
2: yeah i mean uh i i just sent some info out today i've been trying to get this information released for a while i haven't put it on the website yet but i will um pretty quick uh so i mean like i started with these um well i have a new brand now it's, it's actually on my hat like ohm uh, data centers but the um the first thing i started with was sort of like a combo package like a gen set data center all-in-one and i find like um a lot of a lot of oil companies even though they have a lot of money they they're very you know like i said cautious on where they invest so i wanted to create something a little smaller more bite-sized to get their feet wet just to dip their toes uh, get them into bitcoin mining let them see how you know reliable a bitcoin mining data center is how much money it makes based on author gas which is basically worthless so this is a it's a i don't have anything i can show you right here but uh will it'll be up shortly and if you follow me on twitter you'll see it shortly but it's basically a little four foot cube uh steel cube it's as minimalist as a bitcoin mine as you can get like there's one fan on one end an intake with door with a filter on the other in a 50 kilowatt worth of asics that you can pack in so this thing is like a lego block you can just stack it like build a wall out of it so if you have like if you have a, uh, a facility with a lot of gas you can just take the same data center get a bunch of them stack them they can all tether together that kind of thing or if you just have like a small application with a small amount of vent gas just feed that into uh one of the gen sets power this little block this little call it a mini it's a old mini 50 kilowatt data center
0: awesome i i you're you're this is this we're on the cutting edge here people i, I love to hear about this new stuff and uh I, again people say that uh you know bitcoin's gonna hurt the environment you're saving the environment with bitcoin here you're you're making yeah. these oil guys uh, cleaner this is a good good stuff i love it all right so uh, please, guys, if you're interested in that stuff, if you're some oil producer somewhere, uh, contact him. It's 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 linked to below. Well, I want to go. We're gonna talk about all coins in a second. I did want to read this uh, Gigi uh, quote here. Core ideas are codified in Bitcoin's consensus rules: fixed supply, no central point of failure, no possibility of confiscation or censorship. Everything can be validated by everyone at all times. Do I mean? You put it in uh, regular words for regular people. There, uh, yeah. So, uh,
3: that wasn't uh, me yeah. actually. That was that was Hasu who <laughs> wrote a piece on uh, unpacking Bitcoin's social contract, and I just stole word for word those four points from him, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs>
0: there's, huge, uh, there's there's huge points there. I mean, you elaborate on it in <laughs> detail.
3: So yeah, shout out to him. He was he was very instrumental on. Um, yeah, um, on on getting this article right. And uh, so I, I had his permission to steal and he was somewhat of an editor for this piece. So- well,
0: no, no, uh, talk, talk about the aspect, everything can be validated by everyone at all times. Um, yeah.
3: we. We touched on that uh, pre- briefly before when we talked yeah. about gold and gold full nodes and so on and um, i think the beautiful thing about bitcoin is that you have the possibility to be completely self-sovereign if you want to like you can run your own full node you can validate everything by yourself like you i mean of course you need to have peers and uh you will need another node that sends you blocks that you can validate and verify. But still, you can mine yourself. You can run your own node. You can even, you know, now run your own lighting node. You can um, connect your mobile wallets to your own nodes. You can be completely self-sufficient in a way. And I think that's a very healthy direction also. uh, if you also if you look outside of bitcoin where things are moving towards like you have a small box at home like like the like the small box you just described uh, but it's not uh <laughs> burning up gas it's sitting in your living room or something and you have all your your data on it and you have your bitcoin full node on it and uh you run a tor node for example on it and so on and so forth and i think um yeah that's that's what makes this whole thing unique as well because the the thing is, Bitcoin is fine as it is now. And if you don't agree with a future change, then just don't upgrade. Nobody will force you to upgrade. You you are you are the master. You know. I mean, I don't have to to tell you guys that. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you're you're the Bitcoin meister. So.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, I will say this about the: uh, there are some alt corners out there. They don't get the. Uh, they don't care about uh, that everyone can run a node on bitcoin they, they there's some out there uh that just think there only need to be a few nodes uh i mean uh, bsv for entry. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: what are
0: your thoughts on yeah, sure. when you hear things like that
3: hmm, i think i think we you know you don't have to look too far back in human history that's it's kind of true that nobody cares about this these things like rights, for example, until they get exploited to no end and you have some authoritarian, uh, author- authoritarian rulers that just exploit people and I think this is what is happening and, and will continue to happen on uh, various altcoins. Like if you don't have the possibility to run your own node and validate everything by yourself and have a say in the network, then um, you're just a puppet and some other puppet masters are in control and they will do whatever they want to do and we we saw that in multiple networks already. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you
0: yeah. end up believing anything that that master says. You know, you know, if he says he's uh, the Messiah, you'll believe he's the Messiah. Anyway, so uh, let, so we're talking about altcoins here, and this recent uh, jump in price in Bitcoin has increased the Bitcoin dominance. And again, it's it's a flawed metric in, in some ways, but in other ways it is not. Uh, every the the altcoiners out there. This time around, I think this was unexpected. As as Benny said, I think a lot of people just thought this uh, Bitcoin would go sideways for a while, and all of a sudden, we're having a 2017 like pump, and the altcoins aren't pumping. And in fact, they're they're getting rocked. And is is this the end of the altcoins? Is is the question? Now, again, I think I think the bell has uh, tolled for some of them. I I really I, I really do this. This was pretty surprising this time around. I think the top tier ones will come back if you consider there to be a top tier out there. I'll start with Benny on this because you you have some uh...
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I I was a couple things. So um, again, to your point that uh, market I, I guess market dominance is a flawed metric. Um, it is a flawed metric in that again, if somebody creates a coin, and not create a billion of those coins and then i managed to sell 10 of them at a dollar each uh then you know by definition my coin now has a billion dollar market cap which is ridiculous uh so like that that way that we measure it is is just it doesn't make sense and so when you have anybody can create an altcoin and if you sell a few of them and and your market cap is you know it it doesn't track very well with how things actually work. And so you get things like Ripple, you know, they're they're holding 60% and and you know they've they've kind of uh restricted supply. Not only that, but a bunch of a bunch of the ripple out there is is there's legal things in place so that people can't just dump the ripple like some of the uh, you know the founders and like Jed McCaleb has a deal with them where he's only allowed to dump a certain amount over a certain period of time. So, so you get these, these pressures where, where um, the market cap doesn't really make sense. That being said uh, I saw, I forget who tweeted it. I wish I could remember, but um, a, a reference to when, when people started pointing at market cap and saying our market dominance and pointing to Bitcoin saying see it goes down. Um, but I mean, Bitcoin's dominance back in the day, say a few years ago, maybe like 2016, 2015, 2014, actually probably 2014, Bitcoin's dominance was well above 80% and it was super high. Um, but at the same time, there was like 12 altcoins then. Now there's like 4,000 and something altcoins and Bitcoin dominance is still like 62%. That's insane. Like it's it just shows how many of those coins are popping up and are completely worthless. And it's funny because people refer to Bitcoin's market dominance. When's the last time some, you heard somebody talk about Ethereum's market dominance or Bcash's market dominance and tracked it over a period of time? Because I guarantee other than like the initial spike, dominance is this for like all of the trash on CoinMarketCap.
0: Uh, actually, the last the last time I people really talking about Ethereum dominance was at the height of the pre Bcash fud. It was in twenty seventeen when everyone they were talking the scaling debate and uh, King of the Trolls was threatening to fork off Bitcoin and Ethereum was really pumping. And it was uh, it was it was definitely the summer or the spring of, of twenty seventeen. And they, they thought the flip the flipping or whatever yeah. that yeah. that last time. That was the last time that that, that was really talked about. And, and that uh,
1: was also the all time high of Ethereum in Bitcoin, Bitcoin value. Here. And it's yeah. never been even close to that again.
0: No, it has. It has not. It was it was 15% of a Bitcoin. It went it spiked to 15% of a Bitcoin. And imagine, that's, how you, that's how you imagine should build you, people in Bitcoin.
1: Do, imagine Bitcoin. selling a bunch of your Bitcoin for, for, you know, 0.15 Bitcoin for an ETH. Can you imagine? Oh, my God people, people yeah. did it.
0: people, and then it was at it was at ten percent for
1: quite some time. time yeah.
0: it was at ten. So there were people who were buying Ethereum and, and again, they had their fun and everything and it's, yeah. it, it's it's the free market. But so this time around, I said we're're we're, we're giving some people flashbacks they don't even know about because well, they weren't around, so I guess it wasn't a flashback. But um, that you know some of these coins were what worth in Bitcoin quite a lot. And now it is this after this spike we just had, it's, I mean, B cash is what under four percent now. B cash was once over twenty percent. Yeah. So, so I mean, Benny, the bottom, and this is what I'm going to ask other guys too. Will, will they Is this the end, or will we see a? Uh. Uh, <laughs>
1: i think i think it's going to be a gradual thing there will be pumps but the problem is because people are mostly not tracking their wealth in bitcoin they don't realize the losses that they're actually enduring um one uh, one of the references that i love to point back to is litecoin and and so people in let's say the end of uh 2017 there's a massive pump on Litecoin it went to like 300 and something dollars and people were like wow all time com- all time high for Litecoin but was it because it was not um it was all time high in dollars sure um i mean when when you're comparing uh digital assets to fiat you know at everything least they're actually, yeah everything looks good compared to fiat eventually but uh but you know if you actually looked at the value of litecoin versus bitcoin um the pump in 2013 was actually twice as high so when litecoin got to like whatever it was 40 bucks or something it was like almost 5 percent of a bitcoin when litecoin got to like 350 bucks it was like two and a half percent of a bitcoin and even with the craziness of earlier this year it didn't even quite make two percent of a bitcoin and now it's at like one percent of a bitcoin so it's like this sure you see spikes but who is timing those nobody nobody's really timing those unless you're incredibly lucky and the rest of the time you're just losing sats and so i think this is going to be and not only that but people are getting tricked by imagine being a person who dumped all your bitcoin because you thought bcash was the real bitcoin and then dumping all your Bcash because you thought BSV was the real Bcash and then going, oh no, actually Bcash is the real Bcash and going back and dumping your BSV. Like imagine that progression and how angry and broken inside you must be. <laughs> oh my God. There are people, there are people who did
0: that, went from, I can't believe that such people exist. I know of, I'm not gonna name his name, who went from Bitcoin to Bcash to BSV. It's, uh absolutely ridiculous uh steve what what are your thoughts on the altcoins are they
2: dead uh i won't say they're dead i think uh and i don't think they'll ever die i think there will always be meme coins um i think like the where where i i think what they need right now is bitcoin to pump that's their only chance i think if I'm sort of I'm not really in the bull market mode yet I know a lot of people are I think we're in like a micro bubble and we're going to continue maybe going sideways for a bit and if I'm right I think these altcoins are going to see much, like much more red much I don't think they have any chance of pumping unless Bitcoin is getting a lot of interest uh, I mean we've talked about Ethereum's value uh, I like to mock Ethereum all the time but uh, it's, it's sort of been holding this value at like 2.6% of a Bitcoin or 0. 0.026, whatever ratio. And like it's, you can see this resistance wall. And if it drops through that, you're going to see like bl- a bloodbath in altcoins because so many of these altcoins are tied to the success of Ethereum. And so I don't. I'm not very optimistic on. I mean, I've never been optimistic on uh, shit coins, but, or sorry, <laughs> swearing <laughs> altcoins. But but uh, I don't see much of a future. But I, I do think they're going to continue to exist, especially like the bigger ones, like Litecoin. They, Litecoin does like you can you can say what you want about it, but it has a bit of an economy uh, under it. And so there's always always going to be these this meme coin around Litecoin probably. Uh, I don't ever. I don't think it's useful. But
0: have you have you mined really anything but Bitcoin? Have you mined Litecoin at all? Or
2: uh, actually, no. I've only mined Bitcoin, and I only intend to mine Bitcoin. But there's a, there's besides being like a a Bitcoiner, there's actually other reasons. Um, Bitcoin ASICs are the most power dense ASICs. Like they can you get the most kilowatt you know load out of a Bitcoin ASIC. So when I'm building these data centers, I need power density because I'm, I'm not in a huge warehouse where I can put this GPU rack like that is six times more volume, like space as a Bitcoin ASIC for the same power load. So th- there's a fundamental reason why I just don't mind that crap. But aside from that, I'm only really interested in Bitcoin because, you know, in my mind, Bitcoin needs to succeed. Altcoins cannot succeed if Bitcoin fails. So it's just not really. Worth all right,
0: GG, your your thoughts on altcoin?
3: Yeah, well, um, I don't think they are going away anytime soon. Uh, first of all, there are way too many. Second of all, it's really, really hard to um, kill blockchains in general. Like if if there are some nodes still running and they're not getting attacked all the time, then they just won't go away. Um, but I just also want to point out that uh, it is my strong belief that we are still kind of living in peacetime. And I, I wonder why that is, because we've not seen too many 51% attacks and double-spend attacks on other chains. Like, uh, we have something like Nice Hash and other ways to rent hash power quite efficiently and cheaply. And I think you could just, you know, target... Um, some exchanges and this is this is not advice by the way it's just a thought experiment <laughs> and and just double spent the shit out of some of those shit coins that have uh, some value and uh, I, I i just wonder why it's not happening yet i i, I think well, simply mining is just more profitable but you know if if shit hits the fan in a way or if 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 it switches from peacetime to wartime then that's something i think we could see happen like if people are ideologically motivated to attack other chains, then that's definitely something that could happen. And um yeah, as Steve pointed out, I, I don't have any interest in altcoins whatsoever because for the same reason I think we need Bitcoin to succeed. And Bitcoin has the yeah the the greatest chance of surviving and actually changing something in the financial world. And I think something approximating a great filter event like Brandon Quinn um cause it will appear and most of the altcoins will kind of have, fall to the wayside and i hope that bitcoin will survive this
0: great filter event uh, you're interested in uh, space and astronomy so it's uh, we hear that yeah, term it's a, lot.
3: <laughs> it's, a bor- <laughs> it's a borrowed term like um uh, it's, it's it comes from this area like why why are there no aliens that we can see at least and maybe in the future we will look back and are like okay why are there no altcoins that we can see
1: (laughs) i love i love the great great filter theory i think it's fantastic
0: yeah there might be some huge event that we cannot even fathom right now that'll get rid of a all oh, the point. Very interesting. I mean, because people try to explain. Why are they why don't we see any aliens? Well, maybe there's some big event that's coming up for humanity that we can't even picture that will get rid of us. God forbid. God forbid. All right. What's,
3: so- what's for sure though, to to uh, to round this up, um again, I think altcoins are kind of here to stay, but what's what what I'm certain about is that scams are here to stay. And most of the altcoins and most of the ICOs were just outright scams. I mean, there were some projects that really thought that they were doing something useful, but like 99.9% of the coins listed on CoinMarketCap are simply scams and this won't go away. Like we've seen now from ICOs going uh, to initial exchange offerings like IEOs. And I I have no idea what the scammers will come up with, but uh, I'm, I'm afraid it will get even worse in the next hype cycle.
1: I think it'll involve switching out the middle letter again. Yeah, i whatever oh
0: good point because i mean there's no difference between ico and ieo except it's i i i, I think it's ridiculous i always say e-i-e-i-o but it's it's, it's but i mean people fall for it people are like yeah man i'm getting in the hottest i-e-o now
3: I mean, yeah like, get rich quick funny, soon it'll just be i-o-u
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell that like but i love it all right all right there was a question for steve here Look into a possible mining operation with the now defunct Philadelphia energy solutions facility. They need money and are looking for options to unload this 1400 acre plant. Have you ever, have you heard anything about that, Steve? Uh, I mean, you're in the energy field. That's that's really taking it to another level there um, because I guess they're not producing a darn thing. It's just going to be a big empty facility.
2: That would one, be one thing i'll recommend like you t- this guy's talking about some facility sounds like maybe it's for sale or like they're trying to fill it up like i would never invest in a stationary like a brick and mortar bitcoin firm uh there's a lot of reasons why but i mean you see it you see like i don't know where was it in wenatchee uh where was that washington or something there's there's several places now like quebec where like the utilities commission, like whoever's regulating the utilities says, you know, okay, jack the Bitcoin miner prices. Like they're overloading the network. The last place you want to be stuck in a brick and mortar facility. So that's why if that guy's just asking for advice on like if he should buy that or something, I would say no, just do portable data centers. If someone tries to jack your power, get out. Like, yeah. Always be in
0: motion. Yeah. Don't tie yourself. I like that. I like that's the way I live my life. If uh, things got bad for me in the United States, I would just move to another country. I mean, you got to be you got to be able to just don't plant yourself
2: in place. Yeah, a Bitcoin miner, you shouldn't be paying lease costs like land land costs like that's ridiculous. All right,
0: now let's uh Benny tell us what happened in San Francisco
1: over the last few days. San Francisco was awesome. I've got to I've got to tip my imaginary hat to the Bitcoin twenty nineteen guys. That was a solid solid time. The quality of people at the event was were just amazing. We I got was to have-Following
2: her. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was great. It was really cool. I got to meet a lot of people that I hadn't met before. Um, so I was down with Francis Pugliot. Uh, myself and him were there, uh, I guess, representing Bull Bitcoin. Um, and uh, yeah, he did a panel on scaling with uh, Dan Held and, uh, Aaron van weirdom and, uh, Eric Lombroso. Uh, and then there was lots of great talks. Um, there was, uh, Edward Snowden, he was talking on privacy. That was amazing. Also, he dropped the bomb at the end of his, his like Mike drop moment. At the end of his talk was that the servers that he had to buy in order to leak the information on on basically all of the the surveillance being done by the nsa those servers were paid for with bitcoin so (laughs) yeah i just i it was really cool and people got pretty excited about that um not to mention the fact that the price was skyrocketing during the event just kind of added to the euphoria um and and yeah it was it was just an all-around pretty great event and and the few kind of scammier elements that that kind of showed up did not land well so like there's the guy up there from celsius network and he was trying i, I don't know it's, there's a token involved so anyways people were not having it and like all his jokes were just falling flat and and he was you could tell he was like visibly uncomfortable <laughs> as he was trying to get through his presentation um uh it was interesting watching the post-mortem on segwit 2x with Eric Lombroso and, uh, and Eric Voorhees. And it was, mm, yeah, I, I it was it was interesting to watch Eric Voorhees, you know, he, he got pretty close to saying, okay, we were wrong, but not entirely. Uh, but he did kind of allude to, so near the end of the talk, um, you know, what would you do differently? And And he kind of said, like, listen, like, as it got close to the end, the two X part of Segway two X was never intended to be a chain split. And so as we came to the realization that there was so much pushback that it was literally going to cause a chain split, that's when we just, we realized we couldn't go through with it. And that was the email that they sent out to, to call it off like 24 hours prior. Um, Yeah. So, so there was a lot of interesting stuff. There's great people that I, I got a book. There's a fiction book on Satoshi's fortune uh, that I picked up. That was really good. They were selling ledgers for 15 bucks a pop. Um, and yeah, I know I grabbed five. (laughs) (laughs) Who who was was selling them? I mean, the, the conference, they literally had stacks of them. Not only that, but if you went to like the, the vendor booths and just like chatted to them, they'd give you a little, a little ticket and if you got three tickets on the first day just going to three booths to chat to people that would get you a free ledger and so were there were guys running around with like pocket full of <laughs> tickets getting like 10 ledgers at a time it was unreal yeah oh, so <laughs> what,
3: do, you, do you remember the name of the book like I'd be interested in getting the fi- oh yeah yeah
1: book. yeah the book is called Satoshi's fortune ah, um, awesome yeah it's it's literally just like a, a fiction book around uh, there's a character that seems to be like the equivalent of Andreas Antonopoulos but it's all very like oh we're trying to outrun the cabal and they're trying to come down on us in the early days of bitcoin and like it's it's you know it's meant to be like an entertainment kind of fun book of like the people hiding hiding from uh big governments that's trying to shut them down so it's 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 fun so far
0: cool Well, it sounds like a a great time if they're giving away free ledgers. I would like to – hey, guys, remember, store your bit, control your own private key, treasure, ledger, whatever you got to put it on. Full card wallet. Yeah, that, of course. Canada. Canada, of course. We were hanging with him uh, a year ago now, or a little – anyway, so let's – we're we're at the end of the show. I want everyone to give – I think, Ben, do you have any uh, – since you're just speaking now, any other conclusionary uh, remarks, anything you want to add?
1: uh yeah i mean i it's the year is looking good i'm i'm very excited about everything that's happening um of the things that we talked about um i i continue to urge people to really look into privacy when it comes to bitcoin because um it is you most need it um when it's too late and so it's better to jump on that train early so so, I mean, if you're on your desktop, just go and download Wasabi wallet and just start learning a little bit or go get Samurai wallet if you're on Android and and start playing with Whirlpool. Um, it might be a little bit daunting at first to understand what you're seeing, but putting in that time will be well worth it and you'll be well ahead of the game in comparison to most people in Bitcoin right now.
0: All right, very, very good advice. We'll go to Gigi for, uh... You know, give, give us some lessons here, Gigi. Anything you want to say. Anything you, anything you want to say. It's
1: your
3: All right. Lesson 19. Privacy is not dead. <laughs> so <laughs> amen to what Ben just said. Take care of, of your privacy. Take care of, yeah, your UTXOs and your bitcoins. Like, mix often and just do proper digital hygiene. I urge everyone as, as well to do that. Like, it's more important than you might imagine. I love that term. Everyone's going to remember that now.
0: Digital hygiene. G- Gigi's 21 uh, Lessons, it's linked to below. And what is your next article you said that's coming out? And it, everything about it is linked to below. You got to follow them. But what's, what's um, the you're working on?
3: I can't, I can't tell you that yet. Not oh. because I don't know, but because I have like three or four things that I'm working on uh, concurrently. And I don't know which one will be done first. Okay. Okay. But that's so good. There'll be three or four new
0: things coming relatively soon. So that yeah, earlier in the show, you did say something, there was an allusion to something. So well, someone review the tape people. He, he he dropped something in there. Okay. And well, Steve talked about his new product. Steve talked about, uh, I, I love this this Bitcoin mining up there in Alberta. Uh, well, what are your conclusionary thoughts? Anything you want to add?
2: Keep stacking sats. Um, if you want to do it through mining, mine's a good way. Just give me a shout. Uh, but the advice is don't be afraid to spend some sats uh, everyone loves the hodl meme but when you spend your sats and, and consume it you benefit and the, the network benefits because you're distributing coins so don't be afraid to spend some uh, there's a lot of great uh vendors out there especially online that are selling stuff for bitcoin like uh i just bought a really nice like that that painting up there, that's from Crypto Graffiti. Yes. He does awesome. great work. Hal Finney up there. I just bought another one from him. Like, spend some sats for God's sakes.
1: <laughs> spend it at people that will hold the Bitcoin as well. <laughs> like that won't dump it and then and then replenish.
3: Someone that, someone will eventually hold it.
0: <laughs> that's a very important point, Benny just said there, actually. Now again, I, I can't get my I can't. That, that Steve gave his opinion. Mine's a little different there, but if you're gonna, I can't spend. I I I've never, I can't do it. I can't. I my my hand. Spend them
2: all. Don't spend them all. Just you know, enjoy he's
0: it. Wrong. But what Benny said though is, yeah, definitely spend it at a, at a dude. Don't spend it with Peter Schiff. Peter, you know, Peter Schiff accepts Bitcoin. He does, but he turns it into dollars right away because he's no, don't don't do something like that. if you don't have a strong enough hand and you need to buy something. Buy it from someone who's got a real strong hand and is going to value his wealth in Bitcoin. Because again, some, some people, and and this is, I mean, it's the free market. If people accept Bitcoin just because they want to turn into the dollars, okay, that's great. But, um, well, it's not great. But I, the, the best, they're the people who accept it because they really, again, I, when I offer my services to people, I accept Bitcoin. And, uh, and I don't, and of course, I have never turned my Bitcoin into dollars. <laughs> so well, with, with that... Uh, this has been a great diverse, uh, panel here, all sorts of expertise. I loved it. I hope everybody loved it. Thank you. All the fans in the chat, you dudes were rocking. You were pounding that like button. Good work. Adam says Rico coin report. Good to see you Rico coin report. Remember everybody, every Friday is the this week in Bitcoin show. Every other day of the week, we've got shows here. Every day I do a new show. You better believe it. Saturday is the beyond Bitcoin show. So I'll see you tomorrow night on this channel. Thanks again. Guests, I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Of course, follow me on Twitter, TechVault, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T, DisruptMeister.com. You get all these old videos of mine. I've done like 1,350 of them. Whoa. Pound that like button. Shabbat Shalom. See you guys tomorrow night. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks. See ya.